This podcast is brought to you by My Roadcast, the all-new podcasting competition from Rode Microphones. Whether you are just starting out or a seasoned professional, Rode is inviting you to submit a two-minute podcast on any topic and in any format to go in the running to win a share in $150,000 worth of prizes, including the all-new Roadcaster Pro podcast production studio. Find out more at myroadcast.com and get podcasting. This podcast is also brought to you by Blackmagic Design. Blackmagic Design's DaVinci Resolve software combines professional offline and online editing, color correction, audio post-production, and now visual effects all in one software tool. The standard for high-end post-production, DaVinci Resolve is used for finishing more Hollywood feature films, episodic television programming, and TV commercials than any other software. Hey everybody, this is John Fusco, and you're listening to the No Film School Podcast. Some filmmakers get their starts late, and some filmmakers get their starts early. Our guests on today's roundtable fall under the latter. Since 2015, Sundance and Adobe have held the Sundance Ignite Fellowship, a year-long program for 18 to 25-year-old emerging filmmakers from around the world. Their fellowship kicks off with a free trip to the Sundance Film Festival, where they are paired with a Sundance mentor and attend special Sundance Ignite events that advance their films and careers. For the rest of the year, the fellows will work with their mentors, attend select Sundance Institute programs, enjoy eligibility for internships, and receive additional creative and professional development opportunities as they develop their craft. The fellows also receive a complimentary subscription to Adobe Creative Cloud, and let's not also forget that they have a pretty sweet shot at getting their films into Sundance at some point in their burgeoning careers. Joining us today are four short filmmakers who did just that, Matthew Puccini and Tyler Rabinowitz with Lavender, Crystal Caiza with Edgecomb, and Vasilis Kakados with The Silence of Dying Fish. Together with mentor Lacey Schwartz, we talk about the benefits of fellowships like the Ignite program for young filmmakers and how you can be accepted into opportunities like this yourself. Enjoy. Hey everybody, this is John, uh, and I am here in Park City for, uh, actually this is my last podcast um of my time at sundance 2019 uh and it's a good one it's a we got a number of filmmakers and producers here uh, to talk a little bit about the ignite fellowship which is a sundance initiative that i'll let someone who actually attended it explain um but let's actually just start by going around and uh each of you can tell me your name the project you're here with uh and a little bit of a log line uh for what it is sure uh my name is matthew puccini um i wrote and directed a short film that's in the sundance program this year called lavender and it's about a gay man who is in a uh, unconventional relationship with an older gay couple my name is Tyler Rabinowitz. I was one of the producers on Lavender, um, so been able to work with Matthew on that. My name is Crystal Caiza, and I'm here with um, a documentary short um, in the Sundance program called Edgecomb, and uh, it's kind of a poetic examination about how trauma reinvents itself in um, particularly rural black communities. So hi, I'm Vasilis Kekatos, and I'm here with a short called The, Di- the, the Silence of the Dying Fish. Uh, which is a black comedy about a man who read in the newspaper that he's dead. <laughs> and hi, my name is Lacey Schwartz. I'm a mentor for the Sundance Ignite program. Um, I'm a writer, director, producer. What an incredibly like diverse group of projects we have for like just the three of us here. <laughs> um, I think I'm just going to start off since this is since you're all fellows of the uh, Ignite program. Um, can one of you describe for me what it is? Uh, does anyone want to take that on or 
<laughs> There's lots of fingers being pointed right now. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so <laughs> the Sundance Ignite Fellowship is uh, sponsored by Adobe, and it's this really incredible opportunity for 18 to uh, 25-year-olds to be able to, uh, first of all, you submit a film, and um, and then if you make it to the next round, uh, you submit a bunch of essay questions, and uh, through that application process, uh, if you're selected, you're paired with a mentor um, that is an alum of Sundance, and over the course of the year, it starts out at the Sundance Festival. You get to go um, and attend all kinds of workshops and sort of master classes uh, with the fellows um, and the, all of the mentors. And from there, um, as the year goes on, you get support from Sundance. You also get support from Adobe and from this uh, new mentor that you've been paired with. And the idea is that your sensibilities and that mentor's sensibilities align so you can form goals and, and sort of work towards those. Um, so what kind of benefits uh, are we talking here? So I would say kind of specific to my um, experience, I think it offers really um, great entry points into the Sundance Institute and its programs. And I think, you know, especially as like, young, young filmmakers and emerging in this space, a lot of those programs and opportunities and resources can seem very distant, but Ignite offers you kind of an entry point into that world. And one of the best experiences I had um, during my time as Ignite Fellow was being able to um, assist at the New Frontier Lab, which is definitely not an opportunity or a space that I would have had access to otherwise. And it was a really transformative experience. And it's just kind of like one small example of um, kind of the the kind of pathway of access the Ignite Fellowship gives the people involved. Can I ask you from the mentor standpoint, uh, what you've done to help out or what your relationship is like with your fellows? Sorry, I'm on days like seven of Sundance and this is I think pretty standard. Um, as I said, this is my third year as a Sundance mentor and I think it's really, really interesting that you know one of the things is between 18 to 24, you can have people at very different points in their career. Some people are still at school in school, which some of my um, the fellows that I've worked with have been, um, or some are, have already, you know, done even a, a project more professionally. Um, Tyler was one of my um, the fellows, one of my mentees that I worked with, and I think one of the, you know what we're trying to help both myself and and Toby and Meredith who run the program as well as Adobe is really make sure when you're looking at these talented emerging filmmakers that they both have the tools and also have the ear to be able to talk about whatever challenges they might be encountering or also to be able to be in a position where um, if they have an opportunity that they have somebody to go to with. So I know for myself, a lot of times when I'm first getting to know uh, one of the fellows that I'm working with is to be able to ask them, you know, what are your long-term goals? You know, what's your business plan for your career? What are your creative ideas? And understanding a lot how those things work together because fundamentally, I would say all of the um, fellows that are coming into this program do want to be professionally focused on film, television, new media, whatever it is. So we really want to make sure that every single space in that is really helpful. And Adobe, I know like for one of my mentors last year who got an opportunity to work on a, a Werner Herzog uh, fellowship, but he needed to both raise money and also have um, some equipment to go there. And Adobe helped him out as well as Sundance at Ignite as well. So it's really about making sure that throughout this year we can help uh, these fellows advance their careers so i want to know uh if we can go around if you guys can tell us like how uh a specific example of how maybe this program helped you make the films that you're here at sundance with today uh first of all i think that um 
a huge thing was that Adobe, uh, as a sponsor, gave us all year-long Creative Cloud memberships. Uh, so um, I think, we did we all use Adobe Premiere to edit? Yeah, and, um, uh, you know, being able to have that year-long membership without the financial burden, I think, is huge. Um, that money could go towards all kinds of other things. So um, that was one way. Um, this is tricky for me because I think Ignite was it was obviously a huge opportunity in this past year but the way my short film came together came through it was kind of cobbled together through a lot of different places and a lot of different support systems um but uh i think what ignite did give which is such a gift is it gave this stamp of uh of uh, validation from an institute that people really respect um and that allowed us to i think have more success in raising money through kickstarter for the film and also um you know as we kind of were going through the inevitable highs and lows of pre-production made us all feel like we were working on something that had value i mean it's it's, it's amazing how you know, you don't you don't want all of your you know, self-worth to be tied up in validation from places like Sundance. But, but when you do get sort of that like tap on the shoulder, it certainly does help, uh, uh, get you through the parts of life that are (laughs) really fucking hard. Um, and, and I definitely got a little lost in the writing process on my film and it was like, okay, I know that, you know, Sundance told me that I have something to say and I'm going to just keep going back to that email as I'm, I'm, as I'm stuck staring at my computer screen. So a lot of times it's just like a supporting voice in your ear almost. I, I think so. And I think that can't be um, overestimated mm. in, in terms of its value. So uh, regarding my film here, um, the film I made for the Watch Next Short Film Challenge uh, was um, like a prequel to the film I did for today, I mean, for The Silence of the Dying Fish. So it, my film here is kind of a spin-off of the film that I had there, and it was really important for me to see if that works, you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, because it's a comedy, and because I write in Greek, and it's a foreign language film, uh, I didn't know if, you know, this could fall on deaf ears, I mean. And it was really important for me to see that it works for some reason. And uh, so, I, I kind of, it gave me courage to carry on working on projects like this, making black comedies and believing that they could work in uh, in a U.S., uh, I don't know, screening. Mm-hmm. So that would be it, I mean, I think for this film specifically. Yeah, it's interesting from an international perspective what a U.S.-based festival like Sundance can do for you. It's cool. true because, you know, until then I was sure that my friends laugh with my films yeah. <laughs> and maybe my family because feel sorry for me. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, after that... I, I was very confident about it. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it gave me confidence. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that um, one thing that I've been reflecting on a lot is how much my community of filmmakers has expanded since becoming a fellow um, and, and, and having my year in the Unite program. And it's not just, you know, the community of people that in your cohort and the mentors, it's like, like through being able to have opportunities like spend time at the New Frontier Lab or even be at the festival and see and be able to access films that, you know, I might not be able to see in kind of my small community of folks back, um, of creators back in Brooklyn. It's like, it also, I think while editing Edgecombe and uh, I was at the festival last year and it was a huge affirmation to see other filmmakers that looked like me that had similar storytelling voices um, that I had that were like, you know, like Matthew was saying, um, institutional affirmation is is a part of this whole process and, you know, uh, kind of expanding that community, but also, you know, not sacrificing um, voice or, you know, the creative possibilities of each of our projects or each of our um, 
kind of our journeys was a really, I think, a really important part of my experience in the Ignite program. And going off of that in a way, um, you know, I think that there's the really concrete goals and aspirations that you have uh, at as somebody 18 to 24 years old, but then there's also um, just that curiosity as you're still refining it and starting to understand uh, your identity and the identity of the the films and stories you want to really put yourself into and, and try to tell in a compelling way. And so one experience that really uh, was uh, paramount, like very transformative for me was um, during my year as a fellow was also the year where the Unite the Right rally happened in Charlottesville. And um, uh, I, I me just being so horrified from that and sort of the wake of it, talking to uh, some of the people f- uh, at the Sundance Ignite Fellowship and with Adobe, trying to figure out. Um, and I had also worked at the New Frontier Lab uh, assisting there um, and was really compelled by the idea of new media and how can I use my love of storytelling um, in maybe a more socially impactful way. And so they really supported this idea that a couple of my collaborators and I had of trying to do some kind of video art installation at this venue we found right on the um, the park where that rally happened, where there's the trash bags covering the Robert E. Lee statue. And we found this like random garage right across the street from it and we converted it into this video art installation piece and tried to experiment with community engagement and rethink uh what it what our art was and so there was that it was such a unique thing for these institutes to support that went so far beyond just like i'm gonna make my next short film and try to get into a festival um and i I think that's something I appreciated so much about what exactly uh, this fellowship could do. Is the New Frontier a like big part of Ignite? Is that no. something I'm missing? Because I think that's coincidental, right? Huh? It just I, I don't know about you, Crystal, but I I just had experienced New Frontier uh, at the festival and hadn't done VR before or ex- even put on the mask, mm-hmm. and I just was blown away by what this medium could be. Um, I think, though, that one of the things, it's not like any bigger than documentary or, or scripted, but I do think that Sundance and Adobe are really dedicated to allowing these filmmakers to push boundaries. And so one of the things that I think in terms of Sundance uh, really um, getting, really developing the new frontier, both lab and also the um, the the festival piece of it, is to really encourage creators to push boundaries. And I think that, like, I would you know, when we're working with the mentees, like that's what we're trying to do as well, is to really help them understand how they can fundamentally do whatever they want to do, whether or not it's, you know, documentaries or scripted or hybrid or something that's new frontier. And especially with like a product like Adobe that has like such a large creative suite and is really very much pushing that as well in terms of like developing community creative filmmakers. I think that's a big part of it. So I do think that when we're, when we're looking at the things that, that these um, the, the fellows can do over the course of the year. It's really about ho- helping them be as expansive in their thinking and opportunities as possible. When are you all together in like a, a physical place together? Is that a lot or is it kind of just all remote? Yeah, so the fellowship essentially starts here at the festival. Um, you kind of meet your cohort um, 
uh, here on the mountain and kind of experience the festival together and do workshops and uh, they kind of with the Ignite um, ticket package holders have a bunch of programming. And then um, I'm not sure how it worked for your year, Tyler, um, but we spent another week in LA together, which became this like really intense reunion, huh. I think, because we're, I mean, fellows are from all around the world. There's like a pocket of us in New York, there are folks in LA, but there's also folks um, abroad as well. So um, although kind of a lot of the experiences, which I think is a huge benefit, are one-on-one, you're like engaging with your mentor and um, kind of taking these moments to have these opportunities to the institute there's also kind of this really important community aspect of all of us are in a whatsapp group together and constantly talking about our projects and then physically meeting for the second time um, was really important i think to the experience as well and how exactly do you apply what is the application process like to get into this program as far as i remember you submit a short film under eight minutes uh to the uh sundance ignite application portal and then is it a short film that you created like specifically for ignite or is it something that you've created prior to um i think it can be either it's supposed to generally fit into a a theme that's announced each year but i think they're more so looking for films that have uh unique voices behind them and um the, the key thing that they're looking for i think is just people who um one have something to say but then two also have are maybe in like a position where the program could be really beneficial to them in that uh, coming year. Um, and so after those uh, films are kind of vetted, I think it gets narrowed down to a group of 25 finalists. And then there's an additional um, application that's uh, a combination of like written questions, talking about what your goals are and, and where you're coming from and, and why you think the program would be helpful to you. And then also some letters of recommendation from other people. And then we have a very, very long conference call where we narrow down those 25 to 15. And I just want to echo something that Matthew just said about like one of the things we're looking at is definitely the quality of the work because everybody who I think gets in that 25 is is already showing really strong um, work, but also like kind of also looking at what their potential is, really looking at the written application in terms of how they will utilize this process and how this will really help push them over the edge. And I think it's a testament um, to the program that you see, like these are incredible filmmakers who are with us today who have really taken up advantage of that in many, many ways. I mean, I think it's inspiring that that Tyler was a fellow in 2017, Matthew was one in 2018, and now they're working together on a project. So it's also, I think, creating a really a larger community of people that come back together and continue to work together, which is incredible. So can I ask what the uh, most valuable thing that each of you has learned from this program is? That's kind of a toughie, but throwing it at you. I think the most valuable things I took away from it are relatively abstract, but one of them, which I think continues to be important to me is just like the, the idea that we all deserve to be in the room and, you know, even for how young we are, that we are valid and that we have the ability to make work that can stand on its own at a place like Sundance. You know, it's, it's so easy I think out of college to start feeling kind of small as you look up the mountain of, of what it takes to create a space for yourself in this industry. But I feel like Sundance was in, in our earliest orientations here quick to kind of try to help us reroute that thinking and really be like, you deserve to be here. And, and if you take yourself seriously, other people will too. Uh, I could also say uh, the generosity and kindness that I saw. I mean, uh, because I, I'm raised in Greece and in Europe, uh, 
people are more cruel to you when you know uh, when you are not perfect when you make a film and i remember uh, when i was in sundance london and we were watching some films uh, of uh, kids i don't know like 18 or 19 uh, for the bfi and there was a panel from sundance and i mean the films had problems of course because they were like they were made by people who were like 18 or 19 and uh, I, i was kind of anxious to hear what they will say to them to the to the young filmmakers and they were so kind <laughs> and so encouraging i mean i felt like this is another world <laughs> and i i wouldn't have experienced that if I, if it wasn't for ignite program And I think this is very important. And what Matthew said, of course, that you deserve to be in the room. That's very, very important for us. Uh, and in our age, and I can talk, I mean, for us who are like outside uh, the US, which is a different, it's like a different world, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I remember like Meredith uh, Lavitt uh, telling us at, the first, at our first day on Sundance uh, two years ago, I was with Tyler at the same year, and uh, telling us that, This is a family. Now you're a family member of Sundance. And I couldn't actually believe it. You know what I'm saying? That, I, mean, I, I thought it was just like, okay, yeah, she's... Uh, um, she said it, she said it, it sounds too big. Yeah. But it was true. And what is not true is that the mentorship is year long. It lasts forever, man. <laughs> like, I mean, here we are two, year, two years later and maybe three years later with a feature or whatever. Like, yeah. And I think that's very, very important that it doesn't end when it says <laughs> <laughs> you know I, this, i think this is specifically maybe coming from the non-fiction world it can feel so especially new york can feel so small and even when you're kind of i'm feeling like early on like starting freelancing and getting to know folks it can uh you can quickly like fall into a routine of um you know just needing to like hustle and, and make rent and and i think that you know, having a group of folks around you that, you know, have been in your shoes, but also um, just like it ex expanding your creative community, I think is so important. And also, you know, kind of the affirmation of your work, but then, then you know, through the program, they're constantly putting people in front of you who were like in the position that you were that are doing the work that you want to do. And I think that, you know, oftentimes, um, kind of leaving college undervalued the importance of just seeing people doing what I want to be doing and like understanding that it's real. Because I think oftentimes, particularly with this type of storytelling that I want to do, it can feel like um, you're kind of absent from the conversation in the industry, right? And so kind of being surrounded by a community of people that are not only saying like by affirming your work, like you can do this, but it being like X person has done it and will and we'll guide you on this path um, is something that I think was really important for you know, my experience as, as well in the Ignite program. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome to like, if, even if your prescribed mentor uh, can't give you specific advice, they probably know someone who does have the ability to do that for you. Um, I also want to ask what uh, this program did for you in terms of other opportunities. Like I noticed that a few, I watched all of your shorts and you two also got support from a another group I, i forget the name it's like jerry jacob burns um what kind of opportunities has ignite sort of given you in that sort of being able to raise finances or uh grants or opportunities from other organizations the list kind of goes on but i guess uh in short um as far as other opportunities so what two other fellows from my year leah gallant and emily ann hoffman were uh fellows at the Jacob Burns Film Center for with a uh, 
upcoming program called Creative Culture, where they were trying to uh, address this critical juncture um, of like, you know, trying to make shorts when you're out of out of any kind of film school and, and just trying to establish a career. Um, and so through learning it, about it through them, uh, it's New York based and uh, just I became a part of that as well. Crystal became a part of that before Ignite. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so that's just another support system. But in terms of other opportunities, uh, one of our mentors, uh, Jason Berman, became an EP on Lavender, um, uh, which was really helpful. I think not only uh, from his generosity, but also I think having um, an established producer, a part of the project brought a sense of legitimacy to our Kickstarter campaign for sure. um, When people kind of were looking up who all was involved with the project. Um, So yeah, numerous opportunities that it led to. I think if you really kind of lean into the experience and um, seek out the, the different resources, like a lot can come from it. And uh, I know that there are times where Meredith or Toby will just call me and be like, I talked to a filmmaker yesterday and thought about you and hope to connect you. And all those like moments have led to so many awesome opportunities. Um, I know Meredith called me once because she had recently spoken with a director who has a feature documentary film called Always in Season. Her name's Jackie Olive. And we kind of connected and talked about, I, my last short was in um, North Carolina and she's based in North Carolina. And there was an opportunity for a works in progress lab um, for my kind of short that I worked on this past fall. And like that was a connection I would have never had if it, if it wasn't, you know, because someone thought of me for, you know, like this is a conversation you could have and something that might be helpful to you. Like it might not in the moment, there not be might not be the thing, but you know, three months, four months down the line, it like, became a really important experience for that uh, short film. So there's kind of all of these small ways, both in, in terms of the Ignite community, but then all, also on, on an individual basis that I think uh, we all benefit. Yeah, I have to say that a lot of acquaintances and uh, I mean, uh, they give us the opportunity to talk to people that I, I would never think that I would meet, not like talk about my projects with them. So that was really important uh, for me, at least, I think for everyone. Uh, and uh, of course that, and now, I mean, I was lucky enough to be in the talent forum. Toby and Meredith put me in the talent forum and they booked me so many meetings to for with people that would actually kind of help me complete or do my feature or whatever I have in mind. And they were really helpful. And something else that is that... Um, when we got here uh, on the program, uh, they told us that we have one mentor. But again, I mean, other mentors would get on board to help. I mean, uh, Matthew Takata wasn't my mentor. It was someone else. I can't remember whose. Uh, but, you know, every time I, I work on something, uh, I, I pitch it to him. And he tells me, no, no, this is all wrong, man. <laughs> and he just he just pitched to me back. And all the ideas that when it comes out from me sound stupid, <laughs> actually sound okay. <laughs> I, can, I can make this film now. So, yeah. I mean, that was for me. This podcast is brought to you by My Roadcast, the all-new podcasting competition from Rode Microphones. Rode is inviting podcasters of all experience levels to showcase their talents. Submit an incredible two-minute podcast on any topic and in any format to go in the running to win a share in $150,000 worth of prizes, including the all-new Roadcaster Pro production studio, Rode Pod Mics, headphones from Urban Ears, Adobe subscriptions, and heaps more. Find out how to enter, who will be judging, and see the full list of prizes at myroadcast.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Blackmagic Design. Blackmagic Design has grown rapidly to become one of the world's leading innovators and manufacturers of creative video technology. 
the company's philosophy is refreshing and simple, to help true creativity blossom by allowing the highest quality video to be affordable to everyone. Its products include the world's highest quality video editing products, digital film cameras, color correctors, live production switchers, and a host of other hardware for the feature film, post-production, and television broadcast industries. The Pocket Cinema Camera 4K is Blackmagic Design's new next-generation 4K handheld camera. It comes with dual native ISO with an amazing up to 25,600 ISO for incredible light performance, a full four-thirds HDR sensor, and 13 stops of dynamic range. It also comes with both ProRes or RAW recording to internal SD-UHS-2 and CFAS cards, or even external USB-C drives, eliminating the need for expensive external recorders. Can I ask uh, um, you, maybe, if, if you know any other fellowships like this Sundance Fellowship, or any of you, have you heard of any other, other opportunities that our listeners could benefit from? Um, I've heard Film Independence Project Involve is wonderful, and, and in that f- project, uh, fellowship you make a short film which is great. And then, and then if you are New York based, I really do recommend applying to the creative culture program at the, the Jacob Burns film center. Um, but no, I, I do think ignite is also really special and unique in that it provides a full year of, of support. And it is definitely a unique program within the Sundance Institute and in that it is so focused on, um, truly emerging filmmakers. And, and like Tyler said, uh, filmmakers who are at that critical juncture of, of needing that extra leg up um, and, and that extra piece of validation. Great. I'm going to uh, wrap this up then and ask, because you just mentioned emerging filmmakers, um, I ask all my guests and you guys specifically are you know young directors coming up and succeeding and doing really well. Uh, what piece of golden advice could you give for people who are in your boat or who are struggling a little harder, uh, let's say, to get to this point where you're at now? Oh, boy. Um, I'm first, so I'm going to really be speaking off the cuff here. Um, I would say if you happen to be working in the fiction side of things, which is where my experience is, that um, it's, it's so important to be trying to tap into something personal when you're writing, no matter what genre you're, you're working in. And doesn't mean that it has to be even based on a real life experience. But I do think that, you know, when you're tapping into something that is vulnerable and that translates to being on screen. And I think that that type of, um, work emotionally is, is key in, in making things that people respond to. Um, and then the other part of that I would just say quickly is like, when you are doing that, uh, be sure to take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, making movies is so fucking hard and it is so expensive and it requires so many other people and you just have to make sure that you are not tying up your own sense of self-worth in this process. Uh, And it's hard not to, but it's important to find other parts of your life where you are deriving uh, affirmation because, uh, filmmaking has a lot of ups and downs and, and you just can't uh, be too hard on yourself. I, I guarantee you that you're younger than you think you are and you've got plenty of time. Especially you guys. <laughs> yes. I just need to replay that part to myself over and over. <laughs> um, I think that uh, for an emerging filmmaker, having something to say obviously is important. Um, I think having something to ask your audience is even more important. Um, And understanding that whatever that instinct is and what you feel compelled to do, um, the shot that you insist needs to be there, 
um, the project you feel you need to be a part of, and even in some small way, uh, that gut instinct is so important to follow. And it's not a cliche. It is like a guiding force. Um, and so to do that and, and to remember, um, uh, you know, these feelings are something, they're human feelings and we go through them all the time at any stage, at any age in the process, I feel, or at least I'm just now starting to realize, you know, even being here with a film um, that I was a part of, it still, is, if not more so, is even more overwhelming than when we didn't have this privilege to, to be able to um, have a film at Sundance Film Festival. And uh, somebody uh, that I was talking to reminded me, they're like, Tyler, you are what you're looking for. Stop. Um, and I thought that that was so funny. And as much as it sounded like a Hallmark card, uh, also really rung true. And, and sometimes the advice you need has nothing really to do with film and more so about you. And I think that speaks to how personal this is because it's your art. So, um, yeah, it does come down to taking care of you for sure. Great advice, guys. Damn. <laughs> um, so I think one, I mean, one of the best pieces of advice that I got last year during the Ignite program was just naming yourself and like calling yourself what you want to be because like no one's I felt like for a long time I had this all this hesitation around you know self-identifying as a director because it was like that's a big thing to claim I am like I haven't proven anything like I haven't been able I haven't done anything that has been like validated or stamped with approval to like call myself a director um and that was definitely like something I struggled with in film school and um and I think that you know, I mean, particularly for kind of younger women of color that are in this space, it's so difficult, I think, to um, navigate. It's just like the imposter syndrome and not navigating kind of the all of the dynamics and kind of constantly double thinking your actions and decisions and things that come out of your mouth. I think once I started just calling myself a director and like standing in that truth because I believed it, then that, it was like this funny transformation where people are like, this is Crystal, she's a director. Um, and you know, it, it's a strange thing where like no one's really gonna do that work for you except yourself. And then, you know, those opportunities and the confidence and the courage to be able to apply for things like Ignite or, you know, submit your film to Sundance Film Festival. Um, I think it, it, it's, not that it's, it automatically becomes easier, but um, kind of learning early on that advocating for yourself in that way it seems super small but it, I think it really transformed the, my thinking and how you know I carried myself in spaces um, and you know especially in this environment of, of folks talking about representation and diversity and inclusion it's like you know constantly talking about it as a moment as if it's going to pass at any at any time right like once you kind of have the power to call yourself what you want to be seen as in the room, like it completely transferred, I think transformed my outlook about how I moved through the space. And like, you know, like I'm going to be here next, you know, it's like, I'm going to, this is something that's sustainable and this is something that I want to continue to do. Um, so that, I think that was a really like the best piece of advice that I got. Yeah. It seems like the earlier you can do that, the better, mm -hmm. you know? So the only piece of advice I have is for young filmmakers to be true and honest with what they have to say and try to be themselves because, okay, Paul Thomas Anderson is great and David Lynch is even greater, but nobody needs a second David Lynch or a second Paul Thomas Anderson. So, I mean, it's better to be yourself and try to say something uh, true, I mean, in an honest way. And uh, the other one is that uh, don't use as a justification that you don't have money because you can shoot without money. I don't know. There are always things you can do to get someone you know, sell your kidney or something I mean I mean if you, sell your kidney, if, your if you want to say a story, if you want to tell a story you have to find a way to tell it I mean I know it's difficult but I mean you have to do it I think and uh, the 
the last one and the most important is to be good and kind with your friends because they're the only who will help you and support you through this even by i don't know uh, giving you money or like coming on the set to help you or by just encouraging you to, to carry on so i think this is the most important thing yeah if you don't have that mentor relationship too those friends are all you got <laughs> exactly so don't be an <laughs> asshole to them yeah I mean, you'll regret it <laughs> Um, I mean, this goes back to something I said kind of earlier, and Tyler and I used to talk about this a lot, but just like, how is this career going to be sustainable for you? You know, look at other people's business models and realize that especially when you want to do independent films, you may do other things, other kinds of filmmaking, but if you also want to be kind of putting out your passion projects that you have total control over, the question is, how are you going to support yourself? And there's a lot of different models of how people do it. Some people do real estate. Some people do commercials. You know, some people... Um, do corporate projects like there's all different ways that people do it but there's very you know the examples that you used obviously those are some of the greats but there's a lot of people who are really really good and really well known and they're still having to figure out how to support themselves so I think thinking about it in a larger kind of ecology of your career and that'll also uh, factor in some of the self-care stuff that you're thinking about so it can be sustainable for you and you can keep on doing that yeah that was uh, definitely something that had stuck with me and something that I still try to use. And even up until a few months ago, there was a point where I realized that my goals for and my vision for what a sustainable career could look like, I needed to sort of recalibrate. And so I literally made a pie chart of like what my days look like, what my week looked like and what my months were looking like and what where that time my time was going. And it was going towards things that weren't putting me on sort of the writer, director, producer track um, that I was really aspiring to to pay for myself. And so that sometimes maybe even a little exercise like that can really clarify the changes you have to make. And then they look so obvious. I love that, Tyler. I'm so proud. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I think that happens so many different times during the course of your career too where you have to sort of recalibrate and like keep on track and make sure that you're doing what you need to do to get in the position where you want to be in life. Um so great guys, thank you so much for joining us today and we we're almost done with Sundance, but enjoy the rest of it and good luck with everything. Oh, dude, thank you so much. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the No Film School podcast on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. Go ahead and give us a rating and let us know how we're doing. And you can, of course, tune in every Monday for new episodes just like this every week. I'm John Fusco. You can follow me on Twitter at Jim underscore John underscore Jim. And you can follow No Film School at No Film School. Of course, check the website every day for the latest in the art of filmmaking. Until next week. Bye.